Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, welcome to 2024. I think this year is going to be insane, and I'm choosing to frame that as a good thing. Between international security, basically two wars going on, politics, AI, especially U.S. politics in 24, I think there's going to be so much chaos that it'd be easy to despair right now from all the uncertainty and possible negativity in the future. But let's not do that. Let's do the opposite. Let's take all that chaos and uncertainty and choose to become excited rather than anxious. I feel like with all that's going on and all this potential for both good and bad, then you add AI on top of that. Like all the stuff I just mentioned, you add AI completely blowing up in 2024. You add that to the list. And I don't think there's a better time to become who you were actually meant to be. And I'm honored and grateful to be grinding here towards that goal with you going into 2024. All right. So uh, my work, I wrote a whole bunch during the break. I got this uh, one essay, which I really want you to read. It's called AI's Predictable Path, Seven Things to Expect from AI in 2024 Plus, meaning it's starting now in 2024, but it's going to take a while for some of the things to happen. So that's the first one. This is the longest essay I've ever written. It's almost 9,000 words. It's the longest thing I've ever written, period. Uh, since I started writing in 1999. So it's longer than my book, actually. It took me like probably 40 hours to write this thing. And the art is insane. And it's basically a much better version of my book, but specifically tuned to AI and obviously updated uh, with a ton of art. I probably spent, I don't know, five hours, 10 hours just on the art, which I used version six of Midjourney 4. And it was extraordinary. Hopefully you will like it. The second one is called Cory Doctorow is not even wrong about the so-called AI bubble. And this one is about an essay that he wrote, basically asking if anything was going to be left after AI crashes. <laughs> and uh, I, I just wrote a, an expanded piece basically about why I think he's specifically wrong about that. And the last one is LFTM looking forward to Monday. Looking forward to Monday. So it's basically, that, that's the metric, LFTM. And it's the metric for 2024. 20, and basically, it's very simple. It says, think about how you feel on Saturday or Sunday about the Monday that's coming up. And if it fills you with dread or like, uh, uh Monday, then that means you need to make changes. <laughs> I think it's a pretty strong metric. And if you're excited, then you know what? You're probably on the right path. And this is the last week to register for the live AI course, Augmented. And that is on the 13th, January 13th, which is a Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific. All right, security. So SSH has got a vulnerability called Terrapin. It's basically a way to force SSH to behave in an insecure way. And there's, I, I was going to recommend like specific ciphers to use in your config, but uh, it looks like it's a lot more complex than that. Uh, it really does depend on what uh, version of SSH you have. So you basically want to get patches for this from your provider as quickly as possible. Julian Hazel at the University of Oxford showed that LLMs can iterate rapidly to produce realistic spear phishing emails 
at minimal cost. I mean, we've seen a bunch of this already. Um, my buddy Danny uh, and Preston did a talk on this uh, last year at DEF CON as well. It's pretty powerful stuff. People are freaking out about Clear doing facial recognition for sign-ins. And it, it's crazy to me that so many InfoSec people don't realize the difference between a vendor having like a random vendor specific image of your face versus actually having your face because people can't break into a third party's system and steal the third party's representation of your face and then take that representation and then go to another third party and use that to emulate you. Right. It's almost like somebody takes a picture of your face and they print it out. Okay. And now it's on a piece of paper, right? Well, then they do a mathematical calculation of taking a sample of dots from the image. And then they turn that into like a CSV file of numeric values. And like, that's kind of what's being stored as your biometric data. Um, when, when you authenticate, right. And, and obviously everyone makes theirs look different, but if, if you steal someone's CSV file of like their representation of your face and there's doing some kind of magic to every time you authenticate with their system, like on clear, it's going to go and compare to that value and see if it's close enough or whatever. Well, that is not your face, right? Even a great picture of your face is not your face, right? Because in most systems, you can't use a picture of your face to authenticate to, right? So I think more people in InfoSec need to realize that representations of your face or your biometric data are not the same as your biometric data. So when someone says biometric data has been stolen, what they actually mean is somebody's mathematical representation of a really bad copy of your biometric data has been stolen. Now there are exceptions to this, like voice is pretty easy to copy. Okay. Um, fingerprints, you're not presenting your fingerprints just wide out in the open and fingerprints seem to be somewhat easy to, I guess, fake and emulate, but facial recognition really is not like face ID is a great example. It's using a whole bunch of cameras and infrared and like, angles and everything so that you can't just use a picture of your face to authenticate. I, I think there has been a couple situations where it somehow worked, but in general, they're actively guarding against that. And if you take Apple, for example, and I'm not going to divulge anything sensitive here, um, but the representation of your face again with Apple, first of all, it's an insecure enclave, but second of all, it's not a magical representation of your face. Once again, it's something mathematical. It's a representation. It's an abstraction, right? It's a vendor-specific abstraction. If you were to steal that from Apple, you can't go and authenticate to the BART system or Clear or anywhere else using that data. It's useless. It has nothing to do with your face. So I, I think that is important to keep in mind. Um, and I want to be a little bit careful because if someone were to store a perfect image of your face, and then every description of every angle, and then that kind of thing. And then we also had easy access to printers that could print 3D forms that made 3D skin, and it perfectly emulated a face, like I'm sure a state actor could do something like that. Well, now you have a bigger problem, especially if all the different third parties are actually storing that very realistic representation. 
And then it's really easy to print these things. And then you could just put like a mission impossible mask over your face. And then you can authenticate as different people when you steal their, their auth information. That would be bad. Okay. And the, the mistake that people are making is thinking that that's where we're already at, but we're not already there. The representations that are being stored are very crude and very abstracted from the real thing. And, uh, don't know why I went so deep into that, but anyway, um, Verizon's been caught sharing customer data again with, uh, basically anyone who asks without any real checks in place. And this is an overall problem with lots of different uh, phone vendors, not just Verizon, but basically a stalker gained access to uh, a victim's address by pretending they were a police officer with a fake email. Uh, scammers on Telegram are using doctors' identities to sell fake vaccination documents. It's a really cool article. It's like, I think people who are not into vaccinations are buying documents that claim that doctors have given them a vaccination. I'm not sure who's being tricked here. <laughs> it's, it's like, do they think it's a real, uh, vaccination document? Um, evidently the doctors are not real who are prescribing the fake document. So it's like, I tried to get a fake document signed by a real person, but it turned out it was a fake document signed by a fake doctor. And now I'm upset. Like, are they the ones who are upset? Like who's upset in this equation? I don't quite understand. <laughs> All right. Rite Aid got a five-year ban on facial recognition tech by the FTC for mishandling customer data and causing harm. They basically found out that it was horribly biased and broken, and it was leading to false accusations against customers. And uh, the gov government is coming after them. Oh, it included an 11-year-old girl. So the government's basically coming after them and saying, this is garbage. Um, you've got to totally clean this up. They're uh, being forced to delete all biometric data and implement a robust data security program to stop this from happening in the future. And I'm honestly happy about the government being so aggressive about this stuff, you know, with the SEC thing, with solar winds, and then this kind of thing. I feel like, you know, government shouldn't be doing certain things and certain things they absolutely should be. And this is in that category, in my opinion. Xi Jinping's regime is supporting executing a Stalin-like purge, targeting even his closest allies. So he's basically doing a cleanup inside of uh, the party, uh, looking for people who are like quietly dissenting, like smiling in his face and talking crap behind his back. And he's basically just going through and like removing people from office, like people evidently are being disappeared, like dying in custody or vanishing without explanation. Uh, pretty nasty stuff. Lieutenant General Timothy Hott has got the green light to lead the NSA and Cyber Command. So that's a big job. Vulnerabilities, PFSense vulnerabilities, Terrapin SSH, talked about that one. Incidents, got an Xfinity data breach, like 36 million customers. Nissan uh, got hit by a ransomware group claiming they got 100 gigs of data. Ubisoft is saying they have a potential breach and they're investigating. They haven't put out too many details yet. Uh, GT5 source code got leaked uh, right around Christmas time. That's no fun. Technology looks like Waymo has like the safest cars, uh, autonomous cars. It looks like Waymo might be the like standout leader in terms of like 
we haven't heard about them as much as Cruise or Tesla, but it looks like over 7.1 million miles or over the course of 7.1 million miles of autonomous driving, Waymo had only three minor injuries and humans are estimated to have way, way more than that. So looks like a win for autonomous driving, a quiet win, which is uh, welcomed. UK Supreme Court has ruled that AI systems cannot be inventors of patents. I, I think that's cool, and it'd be nice to have something like that, you know, in the US as well. But this is not going to stop inventors from using like armies of inventor documentation AI agents to not only come up with the ideas, but also to write all the documentation. And then guess what? It just signs the name of the human, right? So we're not going to know the difference between a human and a bot. Uh, maybe we'll know because somebody filed 312 patent applications over the weekend, right? You, you could basically only tell by the quality and the, the quantity of output coming out of a so-called human and just be like, Hey, that had to be an army of bots. But honestly, nobody's going to keep track of that. Nobody's going to care. Right. I mean, all that, all that matters is like, is it a human submitting the stuff? And it's kind of the same for like doctors and everyone else who has authority. It's like, they're going to have this army of AI agents behind them building all this stuff. And they're going to be like, Hey, look what I made. Hey, look what I made. And that could be blog posts. That could be newsletters. That could be x-ray results. That could be patents. I mean, it's going to be crazy. The API economy now valued in the trillions faces a whole bunch of regulatory challenges. And, um, yeah, trillions of dollars worth of APIs already. That, that's what the market looks like. And this is just in time for my APIification of everything take. And I've got a link to that in the new essay. Uh, China's clamping down more on the gaming industry, setting new rules for daily login rewards and pay to play incentives. So basically companies are doing all these tricks to get people to play more and China's coming down on those. And, uh, yeah, I, I really admire their ability to control their population in this way, in the positive way, in, in terms of like getting rid of negative incentives. But you got to realize whenever they have the ability to get rid of negative incentives, they also have the ability to do lots of other nasty things, which we would not want in the West. New research from Apple shows how they plan to bring hopefully way better than Siri AI features to the next OS and iPhone hardware including supposedly lifelike animated avatars running complex language models directly on the device. I cannot wait for this. I cannot wait for June or whatever it is when iOS 18 gets announced and the betas come out. I'm going to be all over it. I cannot wait till AI or Apple starts doing some AI stuff. Sam Altman is backing retro biosciences for $180 million. This is why he didn't take any stock in open AI. He's, he's doing quite fine. He saw an investment and decided to put $180 million into it. So I think he's doing okay on the money side. Google's AI tool performance max has reduced the need for specialized ad sales roles by automating ad creation and scaling. And various articles are basically saying like 30,000 jobs are looking to be cut or have already been, it, the reports vary but like 30,000 jobs could be affected because AI just does this job better. 
And Tesla released its Optimus Gen 2 robot, which is uh, faster, lighter, more agile. And uh, that's the quiet story here with Tesla. Like he's melting down in social media and politics and X is not doing well, obviously, but it's really all about these uh, robots coming out of Tesla. Can't wait to see if that actually develops into something. Japan's uh, western coast was on high alert after a 7.6 magnitude earthquake, and there was a bunch of tsunami warnings as well. Biden just pardoned every American who's used marijuana, even those who have never been charged. Nearly half of young Americans are living with their parents, which are numbers we haven't seen since the Depression. So that looks like 52% of 18 to 29-year-olds, which is around 27 million people, were living at home, which is the highest since the 1930s. Latest PISA report suggests a strong link between phone use and plummeting student test scores. So the numbers here for the study were less than an hour on phones had a 50-point difference compared to those on screens over five hours. Yeah, one hour versus five hours, 50-point difference. AI can now spot childhood autism, according to this one study, um, with 100% accuracy. Just by looking at kids' eyes, 958 children, and they use deep learning, uh, some ML stuff, and they found 100% of the kids who had autism. Absolutely incredible. High doses of vitamin D might help your body use extra calories for muscle growth instead of storing them as fat. And this study had like 2,000 a day as normal. And then high as 10,000. I take 5,000, but I'm, I just switched the last few days. I've been taking 10 again. I was taking 10. Then I was like, that's kind of a lot. So I went down to five, but after looking at the study, I think I'm going to go back up to 10 and just watch my blood work and see what's up. Volkswagen is bringing back physical buttons due to customer pushback on touch controls. Same thing that happened to Apple. They got rid of the touch bar, went back to normal buttons. I think that is a lesson that the industry will learn for many, many years, if not a couple decades. Apple's next-gen CarPlay is coming to Porsche and Aston Martin. It's basically an entire dashboard is what this new CarPlay is, which I wish I had this in a Tesla. Or BMW made a car that was like a Model Y. That would be nice. The EU has agreed on significant migration reforms, including streamlined deportations and detention centers at borders. And they're trying to balance migration pressures across member states, but at the same time, respond to uh, refugee rights groups. And U.S. homelessness has spiked to its high highest level since 2007, 12% increase since last year. Notes, got my favorite Vim tip of 2024 so far. It's only been a few days, but basically change your editing alias to V for Vim or E for edit, or whatever. Just make it a single letter, one character. I've been using VI for years. Uh, I see in a lot of um, like YouTube videos, people type NVIM each time. I'm like, NVIM? That's four letters. What are you doing? First of all, it's just Vim. just happens to be NeoVim. So I never would want to type NeoVim or NVIM. That just seems weird. But so I switched to VI thinking I was smart. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm just, it's shorter and it's real VI and I'm just, Whatever. I thought it was cool. But then I saw it recently on a YouTube video 
somebody just typed V or maybe they use some other letter, but I was just like one letter. That's even better. Anyway, that's what I got for you. One letter V. That's how I edit files. All right. I posted my dot files. Uh, we're in discovery now. I posted my dot files. They're on GitHub. Therm, a stripped down iTrim fork that prioritizes minimalism and improved defaults. I want to use this thing, but I'm a little scared. It's a small fork. I don't know. I just feel like it's safer to use the, the big one that everyone's using. Uh, who knows? The Primal Hunter series. This is the lit RBG series I'm currently reading. I'm in book three already. It's quite, quite good. I'm actually enjoying it. Olama AI, super easy way to play with local models. Just go get Olama and pick the model. Uh, you want to mess with Dolphin Mixtral. It's insanely good. And it's by Eric Hartford. Talk to Arxiv, chat with academic papers using this open source tool. Anders Borsch shares experiences from interviewing hundreds of software engineering candidates. Butterfly Ideas, protecting fragile thoughts. Hacker News Activity Analysis with GTP. GPT for agent SQL as an API strategy, how to get stable diffusion to generate consistent characters by chase lean. The iPhones notes apps is the purest reflection of our messy existence. I loved this article. I live by notes. I, I have something like 14,000 of them in there. I think writing code is the same as writing prose fig jam, self evaluation template as the year wraps up. FigJam offers a free self-evaluation template to help you reflect on your accomplishments and areas for improvement. I didn't play with this one, but I did look at it. Uh, it looked quite nice. Very complete. Could be a lot of fun. Oliver Berkman brings a refreshing perspective on productivity, reminding us that a fulfilling life is about squeezing is not about squeezing productivity out of every moment. You don't need analytics on your blog. Life's little upgrades. This one is cool. It's like all the different cool ways that our lives are better than they used to be. How I work. Google podcasts is shutting down. <sighs> I'm not going to go into that. Yet another thing added to the Google graveyard. I just need a programmer. Uh, this is a really cool piece. And uh, keep a brag document. Thanks to uh, Rezo for uh, sending this one to me. Keep a brag document to track and share your work accomplishments by Julia Evans. And the recommendation of the week, think about what you were supposed to become as a person. Ask yourself going into 2024, if you are that person and realize it's 100% okay if you aren't, because hardly anyone is, and I'm, I'm definitely not. But most importantly, ask yourself if you are on the path to becoming that person. Right? Are you actually even trying to get there? Are you pointed in the right direction? And if you aren't and you don't have a plan to get there, or you've convinced yourself to settle for something lesser than what you set out to be, reject that. Don't give in. Don't settle. Resist. Battle. Fight. Recommit in 2024 to becoming who you were meant to be. And as a heuristic for this, go back to what I was talking about before. Ask yourself if you look forward to Mondays or not. If you don't, it might be because you're not working towards becoming the person you are meant to be, or because the way you're spending your time is not a good path for getting there. And this is the perfect moment because of all the things we talked about in this episode, this is the perfect moment to think about how to change that. And the aphorism of the week, do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. 
Do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. Alan Cohen. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time. Thank you.